Today we have Shauna Kane from Remax in Rochester, New York. Shauna was ranked in the top 100 agents on social media in New York State by Property Shark. On this episode, Shauna takes us through what works for her and how she goes about utilizing social media to grow her business. Let's get into it. Hey, Shauna. So I appreciate you hopping on the podcast. Um, let's just jump right in and, and get into it. So let's go ahead and kind of introduce yourself and we'll, we'll take it from there. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, so my name is Shauna Kane. I have been in real estate for the last seven years and I'm currently at Remax Plus where I have been for the last six years. So, okay. Did you, what were you doing before real estate? Uh, I briefly, so I have a degree in communications uh, and business administration from SUNY Oswego. And once I graduated, I briefly got a job at a company in Rochester called TGI Communications, uh, basically doing phone sales. And I worked there for a whopping six weeks before I decided I absolutely hated it. Um, so I literally just quit and got a job serving for the time being. Uh, and then I got my real estate license, okay. you know, and on the side until I could jump into real estate full time. Sure. Did you, so were you like, cold calling at your previous job like yes it was awful (laughs) did that um wow so did that prepare you kind of like to have like develop that thick skin like especially coming out of college right you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna like take the world by storm right and then you kind of get knocked out yeah so i thought it would so i knew that i probably wasn't gonna love it but i assumed like okay maybe once i train and once i do it it will kind of help me get better and i won't hate it as much and like you know give me those skills to prepare me for whatever um and it really didn't i mean i just it was i I just hated it so much that i was immediately like yeah i can't do this uh i mean and so you know in real estate i have worked expired listings and made those cold calls and stuff which I mean, it still sucks, but yeah, I don't know. It just, I, I could not do what I was doing, you know, making a hundred cold calls a day. It was not for me. I can't imagine. Um, geez. Okay. So, so you, you did that, you worked in serving, um, right. Mm-hmm. And then once you, you know, we were able to make the leap, right. What, when did you, what, what point did you feel or what made you kind of feel comfortable to make the leap full time to real estate? Um, I mean, it was probably, I want to say probably like two or, I don't know, two, two and a half years in, I had, you know, I, I, I was doing enough business to where I felt comfortable. I, you know, was also living with someone um, at the time. So it's like, I just had a little, I guess a little, I wasn't, you know, paying for everything on my own. I didn't have like my own apartment or anything anymore. So it, it got to that point where it was like, okay, you know, I can focus 100% on real estate to really get the ball rolling to where I can make a full-time income, yeah. you know, on it. And so, you know, that first, I would say that first year, like being full-time in the business is when I really, you know, made what I would consider a full-time, you know, in sure. So. Sure. Did you jump right onto a team or are you kind of on your own? Um, so when I first started, I I guess I would say I kind of started on a team. So I started with a mentor, uh, someone that I had known who was a family friend. So he kind of, you know, nudged me to get my license and come into the business and work under him. So, you know, he was kind of teaching me the ropes and teaching me, you know, everything. It wasn't necessarily a traditional team setting. It was kind of just, you know, me and him working together. Uh, and so we did that for about a year. And then when I left that company and went to Remax, I've been on my own as a solo agent ever since okay. then. 
did you did you rely on so when you first started did you rely a lot on your you know circle of influence or people that you knew pretty much right yeah I mean, yeah absolutely definitely kind of relying on that sphere of influence um as well as purchasing online leads and stuff like that you know i did spend some money doing that realtor.com zillow uh to get some of those buyer leads but i did and definitely still do rely on my sphere of influence for most of my yeah. business do you still do the zillow leads and all that kind of stuff I, I haven't in a long time. I just picked up a small zip code uh, in Zillow. So this is the first time I'm jumping back into online leads in a while. Uh, so no, I, I haven't done it a ton, but I mean, I don't love it, but it was just kind of, you know, something to get back into, you know, pick up buyers and stuff like sure, that. Like another referral source kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. So when did you, so you started on, not necessarily team, but you had a mentor. Um, did he provide you kind of like a roadmap of like what to do in terms of marketing yourself or was that kind of like for you to figure out on your own? Um, I mean, that was pretty much for me to figure out on my own, I would say. Yeah. Okay. And was it a lot of trial and error for you? Um, yeah. I mean, everything is, I guess, and still is, right? I mean, anything that you do, you, you really don't know 100% what the outcome is going to be. Uh, so I would say, yeah, I mean, marketing yourself is always going to be trial and error, I think. Sure. What, were, what were some of the things that maybe you started with at your previous brokerage that like you were like, okay, that I tried it, but that definitely didn't work at all? Yeah, I mean, I would say like doing like the Facebook lives and stuff like that. Like I've, I've always leaned into video, but just looking back on that stuff, I don't know. I didn't love doing and I don't think it really helped a ton. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely have not done like a live broadcast video in years. I, I, I did, so I did the same thing, right? Like when I first started doing video and like, I'm looking back on some of them, I'm like, wow, that was super cringy. Like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> never watch that again. Right. But, right. but like you got, you like, as you get, you do more and more of it. Right. And like kind of how I connected mm -hmm. and reached out to you is I saw a lot of your videos. So as you did more and more of them, you obviously got more and more comfortable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is that kind of like more what you focus on, you know, rather than like, dude, actually, let me back up. Do you do any like print stuff too, or like billboards or anything like that? Um, no. So the only uh, real print that I try and do is postcards. I mean, to my sphere of influence. Okay. So that currently is the only like print, um, advertising that I'm doing okay. uh, at all. Okay. So you, you really do focus really on the videos on, um, Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Anything like Yeah. I, I cross post usually everything over to Facebook as well, but I really utilize, I mean, the two. I've just started doing some posting on TikTok, um, but definitely the most is Instagram. Yeah, it's the same with me. Like TikTok, I just feel like it's kind of a weird platform where like it has to be, you have to be kind of goofy and like I'm just not naturally a goofy person. Like, Yeah, people are mean on TikTok too. They're like a whole different breed of people. They're just savage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand. Because I don't get, like, the same, like, memes from Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, going through some of the comments on my posts are, like, you actually really took the time of your day to, like, write this to somebody that you've never met? It's right. my... But, yeah, like, so that's, like, a big thing for a lot of people, right? Like, getting comfortable in front of the camera is, like, the tough... I feel like sometimes it's the toughest thing, not to mention the mm -hmm. comments, but, like, we kind of mentioned it a little bit, but it's... It just doing it more and more, is that what made you comfortable? Or is it one of those things where like, I know I have to do it. I'm just going to suck it up and do it. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely doing it more and more. Um, I've I've always kind of been a little bit comfortable in front of the camera, but it's like once you start recording these videos, I mean, everything, most of the stuff I record is just me sitting in front of my camera. So once you realize, hey, I can, you know, start and stop this as many times as I need to, I can edit it, I can, you know, cut stuff out, splice stuff back together. It makes it easier because there's just not really or shouldn't be any pressure around it, right? You're just just you and the camera right. and you're only showing people what you want them to see as the finished product. Right, right. Do you, So you edit everything yourself too? I, I do, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. What kinds of like content would you say does the best for you? Let's say, let's just kind of stick with like Instagram right now. Like what would you say is like the best performing kind of videos? I mean, I would go for a cross. So I will kind of like search Instagram for, you know, some of those like funnier, you know, videos from real estate agents that are, you know, getting some traction. So I've had good luck recreating some of that. And then I also will try and do a mix of informational content is really the easiest for me to create. Um, and so even doing some of that informational stuff as I've just kind of found maybe as more of a storytelling thing. Um, like I just had one that ended up getting like 80,000 views oh, damn. and it was just me. Yeah. It was just me sitting down telling the story of, you know, how we sold our house to buy our first semester. Oh, I saw that. It was like three parts, right? Or two parts? Yeah. 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 So the first video, the, the, the second two on both Instagram and, tech, and TikTok didn't get nearly as many views, but First one on TikTok has like 162,000 views. Oh my God. And then, yeah, that one, and then on Instagram, it, it shot up to like 80,000. And it's like, it's one of those things where I don't really know, you know, why or how. Like, it is a little bit more of an interesting story, but sometimes they just take off and you, you know. sometimes there's no rhyme or reason, right? Like, yes, exactly. Right. Like, I don't know if, if this, I'm sure this has happened to you, but like, I'll think of like a video is like really, really good. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. It gets like, seven views i'm like oh, like <laughs> right like i thought that one was gonna be the best yeah. one yeah <laughs> and then like one stupid video that i had where like on tiktok i posted it was like my face is all like kind of stretched out and everything like that did great i'm like this makes no sense yeah. right exactly so but uh so so you do a lot of like the educational stuff um that's that does perf that performs really well for you right yeah it performs decent i mean do you do you do and you mentioned you cross promote right yeah. Okay. So do you have like, do you do a lot of like longer form stuff too? Or do you just stick with like the micro content? I, I don't. I stick with the, I literally have no attention span. Um, So I create short videos that like I would watch. Like my husband will try and show me a video. And if it's over a minute, minute and a half, I, I get out <laughs> like too long. I can't do it. So I have really embraced the short form stuff because that's like what I know I like to watch. So that's that I really try and create. Yeah, okay. And so like, what kinds of like engagement do you kind of look for? Uh, is it comments, likes, shares? Like what kinds of engagement would you say you look for uh, in, in your different pieces of content? Um, That's a good question. So I would say, I mean, when it's, when it's something on Facebook, I prefer to see like shares mm -hmm. because it just ends up getting, you know, of course, way more reach, way more views. Um, and in front of, like different people i guess that you know aren't necessarily on your friends list or that you know um instagram i would say i mean comments and stuff i think kind of drive that you know onto people's pages so that they see it more and it gets more views okay now, do you uh do you script any of your videos 
Not really. I mean, I... I, don't, I mean, sometimes I will write down like a basic script of what I want to say. Um, and I have been utilizing, uh, there's an app called Keeping Current Matters. They have a real feature where they already have the scripts and stuff in there for you. Um, so I do utilize that and read off of those scripts, um, you know, for those videos. But otherwise, I'll just kind of, I don't know, I have like a knack for kind of memorizing. So if I write down a basic script of what I want to say and I just repeat it to myself, then I can just usually memorize it. And go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I have to be like like Ron Burgundy, like whatever's on the screen is what I am not a said, <laughs> you know? So that's a great trait that you have. I, I just don't have that. Stumbling uh, over my words, it's, yeah, it's not. Right. Good. I mean, some days words are hard. Some days it just like won't come out no matter how, like how much you practice. And, and the more you film it, it seems to get worse. But some days are easier than others. Yeah, it's like you can like, it's almost like like someone on the other end of the camera can like see me trying to find the words in my head somewhere and it just doesn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> um, so like, so you mentioned keeping current matters. So like, what other, like, where do you get your, what other, uh, well, where do you get your inspiration for your content too? Yeah. So when, when I'm kind of looking for, you know, content ideas and stuff like that, I mean, you know, places such as Keeping Current Matters, they have an incredible blog um, that they put out, you know, I think almost daily. So they have an endless amount of articles that you can read and very easily pull information from. Uh, obviously, like Inman News is another big, you know, real estate one where you can easily pull information tidbits uh, you know, from to create videos. And that that's all that you need to be doing is just, I mean, you know, it's very easy to just summarize somebody else's article, right? You're just pulling a, a few facts that, you know, you want to then relate into a video. You don't have to be making everything up. Um, and another thing I tell people is like, keep a list of the questions that you get asked by buyers and sellers, because if one person has that question, chances are, you know, 20 other people have the same question as well. Uh, and so I was, I did a, a presentation at my office actually. And I was saying, you know, us as agents, like we forget, like this is our life, you know, our lives. Like we eat, sleep, and breathe real estate. But, you know, most people don't know something simple as what is an earnest money deposit. So, you know, for us, it might seem, you know, trivial to make a video on it, but most people don't know what it is. So there's an easy, you know, quick 30 second video that you can choose. That's perfect. Yeah. So do you, so if you have like an idea or someone asks you something, do you like have like a notes app in your phone that you use just like jot like ideas down or? Yeah, just, right. Just my notes app. I'll just keep a running list in there. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Like it's, it's funny. Like we, like you said, it's kind of trivial to, to us who are in it every day, but mm -hmm. someone who doesn't buy a house, you know, people don't buy houses every day. So right. they might not have any idea. Um, yeah. Do you do you use any like or do you follow any like social media accounts you try and like emulate? Um, I guess not necessarily emulate, but I do follow, you know, a bunch of just a bunch of the agents with bigger accounts, you know, around the country. And, you know, that's that's an easy place to kind of go to get inspiration, uh, you know, from other agents who are, you know, making similar videos or, you know, even when you're kind of scrolling through uh, you know, your feed and looking at reels and stuff, I'll save, you know, real estate stuff that I like or, you know, that I'll want to go back and recreate. Yeah. And it's not like you're going to like copy them, you know, word for word, but at least yeah. gives you like an inspiration or like how they shot it. Maybe how they shot it was kind of cool. Right. Do you do any, um, like any of those, like for like your open houses, like, you know, 
like a like a MTV crib style kind of like kind of thing for your open houses. Uh, Not open houses, yeah, for, I, for listings. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I just I just posted a couple even last week, you know, that I had listings on. So when I'm there, um, you know, when the photographer is there doing the photos, I just have like a gimbal and I'll bring with my my phone and kind of shoot, go through and just shoot video clips. That way I can kind of piece together, you know, content for after the fact. So I'll, I'll, you know, usually try and film myself in front of the house, introducing the property and then do like a little bit of a quick walkthrough. Uh, that way I can put together videos like that to share, you know, along with the listing. Yep. Do you do like any kind of like content calendars? I don't. So I would say that's like a goal for this year is to get organized as far as following a schedule and writing it down. Uh, I've definitely found like, you know, batch recording the videos helpful, but now I just need to actually make a schedule, um, you know, so I have ideas on days that I want to film. Right. So, no, but I will, I will try and do that this year. <laughs> um, so do you, do you try and like, say like, okay, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm going to post something? Or is it just kind of like, this idea came into my head, I'm going to shoot a video and like, let's just post it? Yeah, more of that. I mean, just kind of off the cuff. Like I said, I'll try and, you know, if I'm in the mood to sit down and film, I'll, I'll try and film multiple things. That way I know I have stuff, you know, in the backlog to just post on days I don't feel like creating anything or doing anything, uh, but not as consistently as I would like. Okay. Do you try, do you, well, maybe this maybe this might be a goal for 2023. Do you try and time block yeah. your stuff too? Yeah, I mean, I, a little bit, yes. And so that is also, yeah, I need to, you know, do better with that for this year. Because like I said, I mean, when you're, you know, you have your hair done and your makeup done and you're sitting down to film a video, it's like, okay, well, why wouldn't I just film, you know, 10 of them and maybe make a few, you know, shirt changes. And, and that way I have all of this stuff that way, you know, for, the next two weeks or maybe even the next month it's like okay all i have to do is go in and grab that video and post it and instead of you know taking a half hour an hour to sit down and film something every day you just have it done and ready right, to go right right it's kind of going so let's okay so let's go off the goals for 2023 what are some of your like business goals for for this coming year yeah i mean so i have i'm going to take a peek because i have my board over here actually with like all of my goals literally written down so that i can see them so i do have a goal to do 36 transactions this year uh you know the the past few years with covid you know have been a little up and down right it's been a little bit more unpredictable and I, who knows what this year is going to end up being like as well i feel like we're all still trying to see what's actually happening in the market um, but I would love to sell 36 houses this year. Get some inventory. <laughs> we need some inventory. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Uh, what about like any kind of like um, marketing goals or anything like that to try and get to that 36 transactions? Um. Yeah. I mean, I really just, so like I said, most of my business comes from my sphere of influence and referrals from that. And then I also um, do a bit of agent-to-agent -agent referrals. So that is where social media is a little bit more helpful, is with connecting with other agents from around the country who have, you know, either sellers looking to sell in Rochester or buyers looking to come and buy in Rochester. Uh, I do probably between like five to seven of those a year with different agents. Um, so that's where video you know, comes in handy and, you know, being consistent in marketing myself and growing my audience 
uh, you know, and meeting other agents. That way, you know, I can network with them for referrals. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, so relying on your sphere of influence, um, past clients too, I'm assuming, right? So do you do, do you have anything this year planned to, or anything different planned to market to that, those, that past database or, or your sphere of influence? Yeah, I mean, so as trivial as it sounds, I've gotten more consistent this year with doing, you know, just an email, just email marketing uh, to that database. Uh, so just, again, setting that up ahead of time, right? So going one to two months at a time and taking a couple hours to write those emails, have them saved in templates and have them scheduled to go out once a week. Uh, you know, because if I'm if I'm telling myself, okay, every Thursday morning I'm going to sit down and write an email, it, it's not going to happen. Uh, so yeah, I mean, something small like that I've been consistent with because I already have them, you know, written and scheduled throughout the end of February here. Sure. So in the next couple of weeks, I will, you know, then try and go in for the next couple of months and make sure that's filled out. So getting more consistent with that just to be, you know, more in front of the people that I already know and who already know me. Sure. Uh, so definitely getting more consistent with that. And then also just like the, the postcards that I'm mailing, you know, to them once a month. Okay. Getting consistent with that as well. Do you do um, any like just sold postcards or anything like that too? Yeah. So I try to, uh, you know, either, yeah, just sold, um, just listed, you know, and yeah, just listed, just sold. Obviously everything has been selling so quickly the last couple of years it's more the just sold um but yeah doing that you know around a listing and then same thing sending that to your sphere so it's you know it's that like proof of production right so you're saying hey you know look at what i just did i'm still here still working uh and keeping in front of them that way right, right. do you have um well do you do you how do i phrase this um do you get a lot of your business from social media directly um, I think it's hard to tell. So as far as the way I look at it for me, uh, you know, social media for me is kind of a way to stay top of mind with my sphere, right? So that directly, I don't think is as measurable. I mean, I've definitely gotten, you know, buyers or sellers here and there that have reached out to me from social media. Uh, but I don't think it's as measurable when you're talking about like sphere of influence. Like I said, I just look at it as staying top of mind. Uh, and then, you know, with meeting other agents from other areas, some of that has come, you know, I can definitely attribute that directly from social media. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. What about paid advertising? Is that like one of your um, like focuses for this year? Have you done any paid advertising? N not really. So not like I've no, I mean, I, I have not. So like I've done, you know, Facebook ads here and there that are one offs. Uh, you know, put a tiny bit of money into Google, but that is not something that I really know how to do or have really like learned how to master or use to my advantage yet. So it's more, it's more the organic uh, staying top of mind. Have you seen an increase in your business? I know it's, you can't quantify it, but have you, have you noticed like the phone rings a certain, a little bit more since doing those videos? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, I just think, like I said, I keep going back to the top of mind thing, but it's just like establishing yourself as, you know, the agent that knows what they're doing and is in the market on a daily basis and, you know, knows what's going on. I think that video is super important for that alone, just to, you know, so people know, hey, like she's the one to call if we have any sort of question 
about buying, selling, investing, you know, whatever it is. Right. That, and that goes back to that educational content, right? Like positioning yourself as that authoritative figure. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So what would you say, we kind of talked about like business goals and that kind of thing. What would you say this coming year or in the past really too, is like your biggest challenge? Um, That's a good question. I mean, obviously the market has been everyone's challenge for the last few years, right? It's like, you know, when I, when I first started, of course, my business was geared a lot more towards buyers. Uh, and then, I mean, just the last two years, it's like working with buyers can be exhausting. I mean, it's, it's draining if you, you know, unfortunately have people that you're writing, you know, 10, 15 offers for and spending, you know, a year to find a house. It's like, okay, you know, that year later, what did I make? $2 an hour after it was all said and done, you know? So it it's definitely been more advantageous, like, you know, to gear towards listings, which obviously aren't, you know, as, as easy to pick up as a buyer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of just been about like adapting to what's been happening in the market, you know, to try and figure out the best way, you know, to do business and get things done. Is there like, how do you go about like, keeping like making sure somebody doesn't get so fatigued with the process where they're just going to be like you know what we're just going to wait or like hold off like how do you keep them engaged and like or do you or do you just kind of be like well you know what timing has to be right for you too and you just kind of like let them make that decision themselves it's hard i mean you know i try and upfront set the expectation of the market and that's tough too it's because it's like you don't want to take the wind out of someone's sails before they've even started looking uh, but you really do have to tell them, hey, like this is what's actually happening in the market. And this is, you know, what you're going to see and what you're going to have to do. Sometimes that comes with trial and error for buyers. I mean, they just have to usually write a few offers to figure out the flow of things and, you know, realize that, hey, there really are, you know, 10 or 20 offers on this house and people really are paying this much over asking price. So I try and go at a delicate balance of giving them the information up front, but also kind of letting them learn for themselves because that, I, I think that usually has to happen as well for buyers to, you know, prepare themselves for, you know, okay, now that I understand the market, here's, you know, what houses I want to look at and here's how I want to structure my offer. Uh, so they learn, you know, also as they're doing it. Perfect. Yeah. So, so you, you kind of set that precedent, like when you have that first bio consult done. Right. You kind of like, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It's not like, hey, we're going to look at one house and you're going to pay, you know, asking price and get a seller concession. Like it's not going to happen, you know. So, yeah, letting them know exactly what's happening in the market is definitely important. Right. So. All right. So we're kind of coming up on the end here. And again, these are the three questions I ask everybody that comes on. So first one, what's one book or podcast? that you think everybody looking to grow their business in real estate should either read or listen to? Uh, so recently I, and and I can't believe it took me this long to read it, um, but The Miracle Morning by Hal Alrod uh, is incredible. It's a really good one. And I, I think he even has a podcast and stuff that goes along with it. Um, but it really just talks about, you know, setting up your day and how you should set up your morning and all the steps that he goes through. And I think it was it was huge. So it was it was really helpful to kind of, you know, read that book and go through and do, you know, the little yeah. things that he's doing. What's like the big takeaway from that? I've never I haven't heard that. I mean, so I, he has like six or seven things every morning that he does. So it's like, you know, obviously a lot of us wake up early to work out. 
Um, but, you know, he's also adding in like journaling and meditating and, you know, writing down your affirmations. And it's like each of those things only has to take, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes. So I would come down here in my office, sit down, you know, write five affirmations, write five things I'm grateful for, you know, maybe do a quick, write a, a couple of sentences, you know, and then maybe sit quiet for five to 10 minutes to meditate. Like it doesn't have to take five hours. Uh, so just getting in that routine of those little things and helping set up your morning, you know, the right way like that. That's right. Okay. That's cool. I like that. Um, all right. Next one. What should everyone who is in real estate either stop doing or start doing? I mean, so I obviously would say everyone should start doing video. Um, it is just the quickest and easiest way, I think, to stay in front of people. Uh, it's not going anywhere, right? I mean, social media is just continuing to grow. And obviously, most content now is consumed in video form. Uh, so I would just say, pick up the camera. I mean, when no one's around, just sit there and do it until you're comfortable with it. People know, already know what you look and sound like. I know we all hate ourselves on video, myself included. I hate listening. I can't listen to myself on either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone feels the same way. So I would say just do it. Right. Yeah, that was actually, you know what? That was like one of the biggest things for me is like, I hate my voice. I hate the way I sound like when I hear it back. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and like, but that's how I talk. And everybody already knows that. That's the expectation. So it's like, <laughs> it is what it is. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, apparently that's how people hear me. I hate it, but I, I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> Can't do anything about it. All right. And then the last one, where can everybody find you online? Uh, so Instagram is Shauna Kane. So I'm S-E-A-N-A and Kane is C-A-I-N-E. Same thing on Facebook. Uh, you know, just Shauna Kane on a regular Facebook page or facebook.com slash sold by Shauna. Uh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Those two are they the biggest ones. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you hopping on. This was great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Bye.